You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 117. Welcome. Welcome to 117. That sounds like a radio jingle. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Oh, nice. They worked. How are you, Claire Bear? Wouldn't want to be pregnant anymore, Joy. <laughs> Ugh. Every single week, every single day. So I'm 37. I'll be, when, by the time you guys hear this, I'll be 37 and a half, almost 38 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And so technically I'm quote unquote full term, mm-hmm. which is apparently sort of a controversial topic. We can, we can cover that in a minute. Right. I saw your Facebook post about that. I'm yeah. Real confused. We can talk about it in a minute. Okay. But long story short, every day I wake up and I'm like, take me the day. Right. Because if I acknowledge the fact that there's like a real possibility that I could be pregnant for up to five more weeks. I just start to lose my shit. You will go into a straight up panic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we dive into this episode and your panic. Before we start panicking. And uh, everyone runs for the hills. Let's talk about Kalo. We definitely don't run away from Kalo. Rewind. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Re- we, we love Kalo. We love them. Kalo, you guys. Support the podcast by supporting Kalo. Q-A-L-O dot com. Remember, enter code G-G-W for 15% off your order. So you guys, where are you at with the Kalo rings, huh? Have you ordered yours? Did you buy one for your gym BFF yet? If you haven't. Did you get down on one knee and ask them to be your gym BFF? Halloween's coming up. The perfect time to give a gift. Time to give a gift. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You know, I actually was thinking the other day that I have a friend who just got engaged. I think I'm going to get him Kayla rings as like an engagement present. That's such a good idea. It's such a good idea. So if you I don't know why we haven't just, you know, everyone should buy Kayla rings as gifts for people who are engaged. It's the greatest gift. It's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's inexpensive and yet they're actually going to use it. Yeah. You can actually size people on the website. It's really easy. You just hold up their ring size to yeah. the website. There's like a little sizer. It's super easy. And as a reminder, if you're in between sizes, size up. Yeah. Oh, I did have a Kalo story from this week. Oh, yeah. I wore my ring yesterday. We went up to the mountains and we went to a coffee shop and they wrote on the, I got an iced coffee and they wrote on the cup in Sharpie while the cup was still wet. So when I picked it up, I got Sharpie on my ring. And it, and I have told everyone this whole time, like the white rings don't stain, the white rings don't stain, the white right. rings don't stain. Well, I got Sharpie on it. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, now I have to tell everyone the white rings stain. But I went home and I used nail polish remover and it came right off. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So even Sharpie. Anyway. Way to go, Kalo. So remember, you guys support the podcast by supporting our sponsor, Kalo. And they are amazing. We love them. They're super, super rad to work with. Q-A-L-O.com. Enter code G-G-W. So that lets them know that we sent you. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kalo. All right. So let's okay. talk about fears, baby. Hold on. I want to tell you the difference between 37 about... I want to explain this full term thing because it's been bothering me and I finally just got an answer. Okay. When you're 37 weeks, because I was like, I'm officially full term. And someone was like, actually, they... They changed that definition two years ago and your doctor should know that if your doctor told you you're full term they're wrong and i was like are you a doctor okay this is similar to the lady this morning in the parking lot who told me i hadn't no. dropped yet no. and therefore i was gonna need a c-section nope <sighs> what is wrong with people so anyway so i talked to my midwife and i was like what's the deal and she said they changed the definition for people who need to be induced so you can no, they no longer will induce you at 37 weeks unless it's like super medically necessary or they're no, or like if you are scheduling an induction or you're scheduling a C-section just for like your own peace of mind, right? they won't do it before 39 weeks where they used to do it at 37 weeks. They used to schedule non-medically necessary inductions and cesareans at 37. Okay. So that's the difference. But if you go into oh. what is brilliantly referred to as spontaneous labor... <laughs> After 37, dun, 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 dun. then you're, then it just means that your baby's probably like after 37, their lungs are ready. 
Okay. Anyway, so I, felt, I just felt the need to justify that because everything, every, every like where I turn, everybody who sees me is like giving me some sort of like, didn't your doctor tell you that? Or like, oh, well, this is what you really should have done. Like, oh, this lady this morning in the parking lot, I just wanted to like punt. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I told how to react Claire to that. that every pregnant woman needs a bodyguard slash friend to be their bodyguard to just walk around with them the entire time that they're pregnant to punch people in the face who stay, say stupid things. Yeah. This woman was like, Oh. oh, you look like you're about to pop, but you haven't dropped yet. So you probably still have some time. You know, don't listen to anyone who tells you that if you drop, that you can drop during labor. Because if you haven't dropped by the time you go into labor, then you have to get a C-section. They just don't tell you that. I was like, thank you. Thanks. Stranger. Gonna go finish walking my dog now. Yeah. Ugh. I actually heard one the other day with you and I almost punched him. Yeah. But I was just like, not gonna. Take a nope. breath. Yeah. You kind of just gotta smile. I kind of gave her the evil eye. Like, why would you have? Why would you say that? Don't say that. Yeah. She was like, your face really hasn't gotten fat. I was like, wow, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh my Thank gosh, you're like so you. pregnant. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody tells me that. They're like, oh my gosh, your belly is huge. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, I am know. aware. Trust me, if anybody knows how huge my belly is, is it is me. Didn't you say that you're you want to deliver just so people can stop making? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I'm tired of being pregnant because physically it's a pain in the ass, but it's just socially so irritating. Yeah. Ugh. Everyone's anyway, got an opinion about the belly. Everyone has so many opinions, and everyone says something about it. We went on a hike yesterday. Seven different strangers were like, "Oh my gosh, you look like you're about to pop." Someone told me it looked like I was about to hatch. Oh. Like, oh, like an egg. <laughs> Not Inter- a chicken. Interesting. Not a chicken. Interesting analogy. <laughs> what does Brandon say about all this? He just laughs, oh. and he's and he, he. I mean, he thinks it's like he empathizes with the fact that it probably could be annoying. But right. Like, he's like, they're just being, you know. He's like, well, as long as they don't say anything rude. I'm like all of it is rude. I'm like all of it is rude. What if I went up to you and was like, said anything about your appearance that was unsolicited ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people who go to you and are like, your shoulders are really big. Right. Like yeah. okay, thank I you. I understand. Didn't some lady at your yeah. right tell yeah. you to flex? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was so weird. I texted Claire and there was this woman at my work in a different department, but I walked by and she's like, flex, flex for me. And I was like, what? And I'm like, no. And she's like, flex, bitch. That's the weirdest part is that she then followed it up with like some weird, that's like the crossed equivalent of being like, show us your boobs. <laughs> the weirdest. And I was going out to get a patient and I was like, um. And so she like came over and grabbed my arm and I kind of like flexed out of like she was oh grabbing. Oh my god. <laughs> Were you like sexual you know, like harassment? When, you know like when someone grabs your arm yeah, and you like, like tense you, up? You tense up. Yeah. And so she, and then she's like, dang. And you're like, oh my god, please well, never so touch me weird. again. It's so weird. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, yes, you're going to get a comment because I had another one where I think I was in a meeting a few years ago and someone turns to me and they're like, your shoulders are unusually large. Yeah, you told me that and you were like, <laughs> okay. <gasps> wow, your mouth is really catching up with your face. <laughs> Uh, anyway okay so let's really quick talk about girls gonna rex oh yeah because that was a fun event it was fun and so it, we obviously well not obviously we didn't compete this yeah. year although there was a point in like june when when like the, the sign ups went up where i was like i can compete I can totally do this and then this and then like when we went to go volunteer i was like i can't even stand up this whole time yeah we had we got you a chair it was all yeah, good it was great yeah. so we didn't compete <laughs> we volunteered and i kind of i felt 
kind of relieved walking up that we didn't have to compete this year. There was something yeah. kind of nice about just enjoying the event. Just like being there for the ambiance. Yeah. And to be totally honest, the night before, I was so not psyched to be yeah. there. I was like, yeah. oh, I've got to go spend this whole day on my feet. Like, yeah. why did I sign up for this? Like, I want to support Lindsay and support the event. But totally. like, why do I feel like Which I need to Which is such a that? great event. It it's is. so well organized and so well put together. Yeah. Tons of people came out. So we had the fun first experience of someone coming up to us and having us sign their shirt. That was kind yeah. of funny. She came up to me. She's like, do you have a Sharpie? And I was like, I, like, I didn't know who she was. And so yeah, I'm thinking, like, I'm like, oh, like trying to look around for a Sharpie. And I grab one. She goes, will you sign my shirt? And I was like, what? I was inside and she was like, Claire. I was like, hi. She goes, you don't know me. I was like, that's okay. Hi. Because like sometimes people do that. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. I'm excited to yeah. say you know who I am. We're all excited And she's like, will you sign my shirt? I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, I was like on the spotlight. I was like, what do I sign? I was just like, Claire. <laughs> Heart. I was so like I just kept writing a paragraph. I was like, Joy, well, girls I saw gone what you wrote and I was like, Joy wrote like a note. <laughs> I was like, do I need to write a note? What is this about? I feel like I should have thought about this before. Choose your own adventure. Maybe I need to add on to this yeah, story. Seriously. Hashtag so famous. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it so, was fun. Hi. So thank you guys yeah, for listening and, then, and for coming up to us and making us feel Yeah, cool. and then I saw Devin she came up to me. And said hi. And yeah. So that was fun. Judging was fun. And ju- yeah, judging looked like fun. I was just checking people in, which I think, I think is fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, it was it was kind of uh, nerve wracking because I've never judged at a competition before. We've judged for the open workouts right. in the gym and stuff, but uh, it's not a big deal. Not a huge deal. And this is kind of like, oh, the pressure's on to like really make sure right, like when we were they're just doing talking, the right form. And when we were just talking to Sarah about like, what if you know rep rich froning? You're like, oh my God, I know rep rich froning. Yeah. Did I you know, have to know rep anyway? I did. There yeah. was a, and, and I was kind of watching the other judges and, you know, the movements, obviously, what I had to judge was all these lifts. It was like overhead squat, back squat, front squat so i had to just make sure they were going below parallel right and extending at the top and uh there was this one girl that was so blatant that she was not getting below Deep parallel enough, yeah. and i was like uh, i gave her one and then the second one was like no nope no rope no no sorry yeah one of the other gals who was judging a couple like later on in the day came up to me and she was like i just had to know up one of my really good friends and yeah I was like, well sorry sorry it was like last year when we did it Lindsay kim she was our judge and yeah yeah uh, Lindsay's like now remember if i know rep you it's not my fault i liked that i was like okay that's, that's fair. fair yeah okay but yeah it was really fun it was fun i i liked doing the floater walk because we saw it we got to see every single team come through mm-hmm. got to see every single person and that was fun and, and, like, and we were outside we didn't have in to the be the shade, inside though yeah it was great that was nice mm-hmm fun events so we decided this week to talk about fears because uh fears are everywhere and everyone has them and uh especially with the i don't know there just seems to be a lot of changes and what are you doing well i'm just you moving okay? my baby she just <laughs> she's he's like it. yeah no he does this thing lately he's really just taking up all of the, the possible space in my yeah. torso and i don't know what part of his body it is i think it's like is so funny it's gotta be like a shoulder maybe it just looks like you're lifting him up and like moving him to the side that's or what something. i'm doing does he actually move when you do that yeah i oh. mean he's like you know he's he's there he he's like all a, right there's there. like a fully formed baby right yeah. there that just is on the wrong side of right my body yeah so yeah i think it's got to be like a shoulder or something and it every once in a while so like what i'm sitting in particular he it like kind of feels like it's getting a little bit stuck in like the corner of my pelvis yeah. like in my hip uh-huh and it just feels a little bit weird. So I just kind of try to scoot him over yeah. when that happens. <laughs> scoot, scoot, scoot. Get over there. Get over there. So fears. Yeah. <laughs> do you have fears, Claire? Do you? No. No, no I'm I mean, not afraid like, of anything. You have, you're, you have fears, but do you, how do they affect you? Like, do you get them in like, 
I really feel like I should have thought about this before. I knew we were recording this tonight and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel really on the spot about like what my fears are. I don't know. I I definitely have anxieties about things and I guess you could classify that as fears. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I was trying to think like what is my biggest fear? And I just like, I, I can't think of like, you know, we had so many people we called after this question who were like, oh, my biggest fear is X, my biggest fear is Y. Right. And I'm like, I definitely have things that really affect the way I make decisions and that I feel guilty about and that like I worry about but I don't know if I have like one big fear yeah that's fair yeah and now that we're talking about this I'm like should we be talking about this right now when you're about to have a child <laughs> so that's the other thing is I'm actually super not afraid of labor yeah that's good and I feel like I like people are like you know they ask me about all the time and I'm like I don't know like should yeah. I be yeah and I'm just I I don't know I'm just not. you'll be great and I've never done, gone through it so you have me to be like it's awesome yeah. just do it Great what's the big deal it's like i mean there's definitely i know it's gonna suck yeah like i know like i'm not there i'm not exactly like excited about it i you know i'm not like looking forward to being in labor right but i'm not afraid of it yeah that's a good perspective yeah so but like you don't have fears of future or what's gonna happen or like you know we had someone say like oh i'm afraid of like my kids growing up to be a-holes or something (laughs) like honestly like those type of like projections into the future yeah i mean i worry about that stuff but i think that like i'm not afraid of raising an asshole and in a way like when it comes to that those sorts of like parenting fears or like i personally you know like i was 12 weeks premature i lived in the you know i was in the nicu for a month all this stuff i had a super super like tumultuous family life my whole childhood whole adolescence and i just didn't i don't know like that impacts me as an adult but i don't feel like it defined me yeah and so in a lot of ways i kind of am like you know i feel like i have a lot of tools in my toolbox to have a healthy family and outside of that i am sort of like my own case study and the fact that like you are your own person like you're not who your family is and it's like like we have recently one of our friends got divorced and they have kids and he was talking to me about like you know i just am really worried about how this is gonna affect the kids and i just was like you know my parents got divorced when i was nine around the same time around the same age as you know your kids are like kind of like late childhood and it just is your normal yeah so i don't know when i think back to like all the stuff that i've been through as a kid and i mean i wouldn't have i did not by any means have a horrible childhood right but you know my parents have both been married and divorced several times yeah my stepmom was like a total psycho and i just i don't know for some reason that gives me a lot of peace in being like your like children are so resilient yeah and well i think that's the thing is you're probably raised with a lot of resiliency a lot of like you can handle this like if they don't if parents don't make it a big deal you're gonna be fine and you're looking to your parents for how to react to stuff so they're probably like everything's fine and if you have a ton of adults that love you right you're probably like yeah i've got a lot of love and so that's really what matters so in that sense i don't really have a ton of fears about that yeah so a lot of people wrote us saying that they have fear of making the wrong decisions which i think comes up a lot of just (laughs) i was talking to one of my patients today about this of like sometimes you have too many decisions like you have you know if you have like 20 things to to pick from you're like oh now i'm gonna just think myself into a tizzy but i how i believe about that stuff is if you make a decision you'll figure it out yeah being stagnant is the worst so if you make a decision things will start to play themselves out and i i just feel like that's the only way to go like if you're just completely numb and paralyzed by the fear of i'm gonna make the wrong decision then that's gonna make it worse indecision is the worst and i think too like something that i really have learned in the last like year and a half which i think is 
something I'll probably take with me for the rest of my life is that you can only make one choice at a time, which sounds so straightforward, but like so many, yeah. you, you worry so much about like, well, yeah. if I make this choice, then what's going to happen with this totally. and this and this? And it it's like, just make the first choice. Yeah. And then when you get to those other subsequent things that are yeah. going to come up, worry about those then. Take the first step. Right. You don't just have like, to know the whole staircase. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the, <laughs> you like that, that reference? That little hallmark moment. I think it was MLK Jr. So that's, but that's like, I think that's very common is we get stuck in like, it's, it's also related to fear of failure. Totally. Right? So totally, if yep. I don't want to, I don't want to make a decision because what is, if it's the wrong decision, when have we ever been able to like, who's got the crystal ball? And yeah. by some stroke of luck, if you've made it throughout your life where you've made quote unquote, the right decision with everything, congratulations, you're the only person that On has ever planet. done that. Right. <laughs> and I would like to shake your hand. That's just not Except not real. because it means you're not an interesting person. Right, totally. You probably <laughs> live in a glass house and don't get smudges on anything. You're probably wearing white pants right now, even though it's after Labor Day. And you're drinking coffee. Yeah. And eating chocolate cake and nothing is on those and white And you're on your period. <laughs> Good job. I, I once wore white pants to work ages ago. I, I have these white corduroy pants. That are Actually, I still have them and they're great. And uh, one of my coworkers was like, look at you all brave in your white pants. And I was like... <laughs> That's a really good way to describe yeah, it. I have, yeah. Be very fair. brave. But yeah, so I think the fear of failure when you're making a decision. So if I was to offer advice, and by no means are we like giving you the, I mean, we both kind of have therapy hats on right now, but it's okay, is that if you are stuck on a decision, make a decision. Because yeah. making a decision gets movement, and then movement will make you want to make more decisions, and it'll just give you more information. So once you start moving, you'll have more information, and then the momentum gets going, and, and I think like good things happen. You have to make a big decision, the change change can seem so overwhelming from afar yeah but when you're in it it's like that's just your reality and yeah. you just cope with it yeah so fear of doing the wrong thing right because i'll experience this sometimes a lot of times like if i'm at work or if i like mess up yeah i remember when i was training with jt a few years ago and i had to go to california and go through that whole training you have to like stand up in front of the whole class and you have to you know exhibit the how you handle the dog right yeah and you have to fail in front of all these people because you're learning so the idea is that you get up and you get uncomfortable and you stand in front of this you know classroom of people and the dog trainers and you have to show them what you know or don't know and then you can mess up and then you get critiqued and what have you and I remember that that was really anxiety provoking for me not because I was like oh I don't like to stand I don't really like to stand up in front of people anyway but to to fail in such a public obviously way. public yeah. it was obviously set up for you to fail in front of people right so it was almost like they were trying to get you to feel uncomfortable to see how you would handle it too and so there's that is still something i work on is like failing in front of people or looking stupid right like yeah um or at work not as much anymore i think just because i've been in the field for so long i'm definitely more comfortable like admitting when i don't know something or i mean that's just something i think that at first you kind of don't want to talk in front of the it's a staff meeting because you don't want to look stupid or whatever but fear of doing the wrong thing that's something that I think a lot of people yeah. I would try say to cover if, up. If I have a biggest fear, that's probably what it is. But, fear of doing the wrong thing? But yeah, but mine comes more from a place of like fear of disappointing others. Mm. And so like fear of doing the wrong thing in someone else's eyes. I think that if I had a biggest fear, that probably would be what it was. Being like afraid that other people are not satisfied with my with the results okay. of my decisions. Yeah, that's a good one. Or like results of your decisions are like if you did something for someone or is it most like it's mostly like that other people have different expectations for me that I you know that are probably not actual so for example my family is the matriarch of my family is my dad's mom Mimi 
We've talked about Mimi. Oh, she Mimi. She lives on a different planet. Mm-hmm. And she is very outspoken about the things that she expects from specifically me. But she also lives on another planet. So like her expectations are completely unrealistic. Right. But there was, and all, and like comical. Right. But there was a time, the first time that Brandon ever met her, we went down there. And I had been telling him, like, you know, every time I hang out with her, I just get really stressed out about, like, what I'm doing with my life. And he was like, I'm sure you're just projecting that. Like, I'm sure it's fine. You know, like, I'm sure, you know, literally by the time we were leaving, she was telling him how excited she was to have a doctor in the family. This is when Brandon had not even finished applying to nursing school. And she's like, so telling him how excited she is to have a doctor in the family and telling me that I better hurry up and start a family so that I can also have time to start a Fortune 500 company. Literally, literal words come out of her mouth. And Brandon's like, we like get in the car and drive away and Brandon's like, I I didn't realize that you meant that she literally told you those things yeah and i was like yeah no like these are words that she's it's not like right. a, like a feeling that i no. have it's like words that have come out of her mouth <laughs> in my presence i've picked up on something right. i think it's yeah exactly. because i <laughs> right and so it's like i like to read energy right i'm not like reading her <laughs> no. energy and it's high that, expectations that would it's, be brandon reading her yeah. energy right like i'm not right her chakras are blocked right <laughs> yes but so and then also like other members of my family and then like the dynamic i mean we could talk right, about right, therapy right, hats right. but like so much dynamic around therapy having hats. like a twin I brother who's dig really, into that. Yeah. right so like so much around having like a twin brother who's like kind of a mess and being the only girl blah blah, blah. and so like i feel like my family has a lot of expectations for me mm-hmm. so my fear around making the wrong choices has more to do with upsetting their expectations gotcha Whew. i know that's a it's deep that's a that's tangly for it's sure tangly, for sure yeah do you like but and your but yours is yours has more to do with like making the wrong decision in front of other people kind of just like looking stupid and i've dealt with that pretty much my whole life so you know if we want to kind of do therapy hat like floating back to when i was a kid is i was kind of deathly afraid of like raising your hand in the class or like looking like you didn't know something and kind of always feeling like you like I didn't know as much as everyone else so even in high school or when I got to college I was for sure convinced that I was the dumbest person I was like everyone else here knows way more than me da 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 like all that stuff and it may have to do with the fact that my twin brother is pretty much like astronaut genius like he's probably gonna work he's for like, nasa in a few years like he's so freaking fair. smart he's and like captain america a little bit he is captain america yeah, yeah for sure and but like the funniest guy in the world he you would never know <laughs> he's like wicked smart so yeah so i think like that is something where i kind of just feel like i and i went to school with a bunch of smart kids like really right. really smart kids and i hung out with a lot of smart kids so i was always kind of like you know i didn't want to look stupid so that definitely for sure is kind of one of mine that i've made huge strides in kind of in getting over let's see we have some people that are like afraid of flying and afraid of like you know hurting what themselves is, okay. and that t- yeah so things like that that you're afraid of yeah so i have always thought of a distinction between your biggest fear and your greatest fear Huh. So your greatest fear being like, I'm afraid of failure or I'm afraid of, you know, whatever it is. And That's then a your good biggest fear being like, I'm afraid of thunderstorms or sure. I'm afraid of my like house mine, burning down. Mine is for sure lightning. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine is either lightning in the sense of like big destructive thunderstorms. Yeah. Or I kind of freak out about moths. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I think a lot, and these are definitely, and not to be like mean, I don't find these as interesting as like not like digging into the gnarly stuff that we're all afraid of. But like, it's still kind of interesting to hear. Kind like, of like, like spiders, like, yeah, spiders, spiders spiral stair. Someone said spiral staircases. I'm like, wow, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's specific. Very oh, specific. I I don't know if I would count like count it as being afraid of it, but like anytime that there is a intricate repeating texture, it freaks 
me out. Like Whoa. bone marrow or coral. What? Right? So Why? random. So I don't know. I don't know. But I like look at minute. it wait and minute. I get the heebie-jeebies and I like can't touch wait it. Wait, 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 wait. An intricate. Repeat, even... An intricate repeating texture. <laughs> Is that a. That's so That's funny. just the best way I can describe it. Not like sandpaper or something like that. That's fine. I think it has to be like porous and that freaks me out. Like. Well, I don't. Like, I don't even. Does that make sense? Like, no. No. I mean it doesn't make sense. Like, I know you, what like, you're talking yeah. about but. Where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I can't, like if people have like coral, pieces of coral like on display in their house, I like yeah. can't. <laughs> There's just something about it freaks me out. I can't touch your coral. Yeah, I can't That's be around. So like, I don't funny. even want to stand by it. Oh my gosh, Claire. Note to self, now I know how to freak you out for Halloween. Yeah. Um. Do you have fears of like when Brandon leaves, like, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to you? Uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. do that a lot. Oh yeah. I freak. I was telling Claire the other night, like, Scott, something happened to his phone and I couldn't get a hold of him and I freaked out. Oh. Freaked out. I had Freaked that- out. I was like, he's on the side of the road somewhere. He's in a ditch. That's yeah. been happening really bad since I got pregnant. Oh, I bet. I have been having horrible nightmares of Brandon like just disappearing. No. And, like, all yeah. These, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. that definitely is a big one for Ugh. me. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we have like the, oh, everyone's afraid of box jumps, which I totally understand. Those are so scary. Just Why are you so scary? Up. Yeah. Why are you just, just so scary? <laughs> Just do step ups, guys. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. So let's see. Let's let's dig into some. Uh, oh wait, Sarah. Sarah Healy says last day in my corporate job is on Friday, and I'm pursuing fascial stretch therapy full time. Lots of fear around not having security. A lot of people do this, right? Like they give up what's safe, quote unquote right. safe, and then they go to something that's like really really inspiring to them. And I envy those people like that's a huge i shouldn't say envy i admire those people because that's a huge 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 jump and leap of faith yeah. that you're just like i'm going for it all in what would you so do congrats. if you quit your your safe job do you have like a thing i know i think about that that's a great question because i think about that all the time like if i had like the pursue your passion thing right and like the obvious answer really would be like i would just teach fitness classes all day that would be exhausting so i would think like some like half time teaching crossfit yeah coaching crossfit and then maybe i love working with jt so it's kind of like i still love those two worlds right but i don't know like maybe work for cci or do something with cci because i love that it works organization but yeah the fitness CCI, as- by the way is uh, the- canine companions for independence right. sorry that's the organization that jt is from they uh provide service dogs so yeah uh what about you what would you do i don't really know yeah it's so- yeah i don't know i probably would like write a book or something yeah I, you're such a fast writer you'd write one in like a day <laughs> and then i have to come up with something new yeah I, don't know. I might go back to like making videos again that was really fun yeah but join the club like everyone on youtube now <laughs> okay so i would like to switch gears over to the emails that we got yeah we, we got, got some, some like really really intense in- intense emails but thank you guys for yeah. being vulnerable and um opening up to us about this stuff because that's what we wanted so uh i think i'm just going to keep all of these anonymous even though some of you said it's okay to share your name i'm just going to keep all of this anonymous yeah. my biggest fear is tracking food i had an eating disorder when i was in high school this is the email by the way this is not from joy i had an eating disorder when i was in high school and now when people at crossfit suggest food tracking and maybe i try it for maybe a day but then for a week after that one day all i can think about is food and if i'm eating too much I love CrossFit, but sometimes I hate my intensity. I easily get obsessive, especially if it's about my body. I want to get really good at CrossFit, but I'm dreading the day when I have to start tracking my food. I hope that makes sense. You guys are the best. You are too. You know who you are. So that's to me is like, 
you don't have to start tracking no. your food. So this and is... anytime anybody, like I have definitely suggested that to athletes and had them just tell me, I don't think I'm really comfortable with that. And that's all they ever have to say. Yep. And I don't read into it. No. I don't, you know, sit there and think, oh, this person must have had a disordered eating in their past. All I think is like, yeah, I get that. It's yeah. not, a, it's not yeah. something that people, some people need to know about themselves. And, you know, if your goal really is just to get better at CrossFit, like, yeah, people are going to say, oh, you could try, you know, tracking your diet. And all you have to say is, you know, I'm I'm happy it's with my just, diet. I'm not comfortable with that. That's, and that is their history. And this is your history. And yeah. I think if Lisa and Natalia were here, they would say the same thing is if you have a history of a disordered relationship with food, you don't want to go down that path again, because right. that's just going to, that's going to spiral you back to where you and were. Well, and it's and, not going to push you towards being better at anything. Right. It's not going to push you towards your goals. You know that that's something that is not healthy for you. And so going through what Lisa and Natalia, I think, would say is, why do you need to do this? You don't need to do this. And if you just eat healthy and you work out and you take care of your body in moderation, <laughs> even though I hate that word, I think that's something that you're going towards. You're going towards health. You're not restricting and you're not going to that place of obsession. And I know you worry about that a little bit. I do. And I don't I don't track food for that same reason. I think about it a lot. And there's days when not as frequent, but there'll be I'd say like a few times a year, I'll get really weird in my body. Like it just feels weird. I don't know how to explain it other than you're just like kind of sucked back to that place that like negative place where you were, I don't even know, 10, 15 years ago. And that to me is like, oh, it's still there. I need to kind of keep an eye on it. But I I know myself that if I was to sit down and just start journaling food or tracking food, it just sends me to a really bad place. It's just like, yeah, yeah. So that is where you have to pay attention to your feelings and honor your body. So if you're kind of going, well, this doesn't feel good to me, listen to that. If it feels like it's different from saying, oh my gosh, I need to clean up, clean up my diet here and there. I need to clean up a few things. And you're kind of like light and airy about it. And it kind of feels good to do that, do that. But if you're dreading it, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get obsessive and I can't can't eat this and I can you start to kind of use those very black, black and, white. and white language don't do it and I think that that also is separate and apart from a lot of you know like when you think about fears in general just trying to kind of like bring this back around to the whole discussion about fears a lot of times people tell you like if you have something that you are really afraid of that you don't want to do that's the thing you need to do like if you have something that you can't stop thinking about because it just scares the shit out of you like maybe that's the step you need to take because that's going to be the big step most impactful thing in your life that does not apply no. when it's fear about your health no 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 yeah that doesn't this does not apply to a past disorder right this does not apply it might apply to like quitting your job or moving across the country but it does not apply to something about your health no not at all yeah Yeah. i have to read really quick what she put at the beginning she says first you guys are the best i'm so i'm reading this backwards but I, i have to include this you guys are the best and thursday mornings are my favorite part of the week i feel like we are friends even though all i do is just like the facebook posts one day I was walking at school and I dropped my phone and managed to catch it while I was walking with my thighs. Thunder thighs for the win. And my first thought was, oh my God, I bet Joy and Claire would appreciate that. <laughs> so I just wanted you to know that we absolutely we totally appreciate that. That's amazing. Appreciate How that. did you catch it with your thighs while you while were you're walking? While you're walking. That is unreal. That's amazing. Yeah, I want to be you. That, those And amazing reflexes. I know. Way. If I drop my phone, I just watch it fly I know. across the room. Oh, I dropped my phone in dog poop yesterday. It was <laughs> So, oh, yeah. I had to throw my case away because I just. The, yeah, it, was, it was the point of no return. No, the phone made it. The phone made it, but it dropped like right oh, here on the corner. So the corner of the case got all soiled oh. with. 
that smell. And so it just was in it. Yeah, and then you it were going to have to hold in. up to your face. Nope. And every time I tried to like Clorox it off and I just kept, nope, 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 nope. it's gone. That's really funny. <laughs> All right, next. Let's see. Here goes her list of fears. Not amounting to anything in life. I never went to college. And at this point, I fear it might be too late. She's 25. Since I have no idea of what I want to do, I feel like I should have some goals, but I can't seem to come up with anything other than being happy. I think that's a great goal. That's a great and goal. And you are 25. You are in the midst of 20s. <laughs> and that's not really the funnest place to be. Claire, no. you want to go ahead and... It's uh... not. <laughs> Nobody likes it. It's but, not, you're, it's supposed to be fun, it's, and actually, it's just horror, horror, like horribly, horribly stressful. It's really stressful, and so because like everybody makes you feel like they have their shit together, oh, and that totally, and like you're the only one yeah. who's just completely doing all that you can just keep your head above water. When in reality, every other single person is looking at every other single person, thinking I'm the only one who's not who doesn't have my shit together yet. And I feel like you're at that age still where you're like watching rom coms and thinking like that's what life should really be like. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I do really think that the biggest thing is like that everybody thinks that everyone else knows what they're doing yeah and i would like watch sex in the city and like devil wears prada yeah, and i'm see, like i don't i wouldn't really see, do that i was ever. i was like i need to be like them i need yeah. to be like the new york city right cab hopping girl yeah and that's not reality it's not real so it's I not would, too late to go back to college it's not brandon it's not. brandon went back and got his started his prereqs for nursing at 26 Seven, and he's getting ready to go back and completely change. I mean, he got a he has a bachelor's in film. Why? <laughs> Why did he get a bachelor's in film? If he was working in film, don't get me wrong. I don't think that ju- that just like the concept of bachelor's in film in and of itself is wrong. No, I mean, he has he doesn't even no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I literally can't even. <laughs> like, if he was pursuing with all his might a career in film, I would support him. Sure. But at, yeah. the, at, the po- at this point, it's like, anyway, all that to say that he's 30 and he's about to totally go back and restart school. Yeah. And it doesn't even feel... It just doesn't And I mean, matter. he definitely has moments where he's like, I thought that I would be further along in my career than this by yes. now. But that's like his own perceptions. Right. It's not like... I get people in yeah. my office every day. They're like, I thought I'd be in a different place at this time in my life. I thought I'd yeah. be a different place at the time it was 40. I'm like... What does it even mean? When, when do we have any type of idea of what our life's going to look like? It just... It doesn't... Yeah. If you had told me a year ago that I was going to have a... That I was going to be pregnant, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Like if you had told me a year and a half ago that I was going to have a master's and be pregnant, I would have been like, what's wrong with you? Shut up. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I don't know where I thought I was going to be necessarily. Yeah. But like when I was 25, what was I even doing? (laughs) Were you in Moab? No. I think I was working in marketing and I thought that I was going to like maybe go back and get my MBA or something. Like who knows? Yeah. The moral of the story is 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 not too late. No. Go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. By the way, I'm only 27. So I'm not like speaking about this from like years (laughs) and years away. I just am looking back at 25 being like. Wow, I'm so, in the distant future. Yes, speaking to you from the distant future. Uh, no, more just like that was only two years ago, and yet my life has changed so much in yeah, those two years. Yeah, and I think that's just your twenties, and it sucks. Totally, is. it totally sucks. I mean, it's fun, but because no. you can get away with like wearing denim jumpsuits. That's just you. But <laughs> I ca- if I wore a denim jumpsuit right now, it would be a disaster. Ever, if I wore a jumpsuit ever, I think you have to be at least like five eight to wear a jumpsuit. Ugh. It's kind of, I don't know. It yeah. is, who knows? But the the thing that she says is, I can't seem to come up with anything other than being happy. I think that's a great goal. And as long as you're not putting it on external things, don't put happiness on a milestone. Like if you search for happiness now, that's what matters is do what makes you happy now. Here's the other thing you need to do. 
is go listen to the Mike Rowe TED Talk about jobs and about like finding happiness in your job. I forget, I don't remember what it's called, but it, Mike Rowe is the guy who did Dirty Jobs and he basically did has this awesome TED Talk where it's talking about like why pursuing happiness in your career is the biggest joke ever and like why, yeah, you know, I like, loved him. Yeah, it was great. So go listen to that and it'll give you a lot of perspective also. Mike Rowe, R-O-W-E? Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, she also says she's afraid of her husband leaving her and, it, and I didn't want to read like everything, but she's kind of more or less saying like, I'm just fearing for kind of no reason there's really nothing that's like i, I did this and i'm afraid he's gonna leave me it's just more like oh i don't do this enough or that enough I and have that do sometimes you really where i think like one especially in the last year my role in our marriage has really really changed in our relationship in general from what it was for like the first four years yeah because the first four years i was supporting brandon yeah and then last year he slipped around to being supporting me financially sure, sure so i've had a lot of like not fear that he would necessarily leave but a lot of insecurity about like what do i bring to this relationship anymore. right and you know obviously brandon wasn't just with me because i was paying his bills but it'll, you but know that i that is a valid concern yeah it's a valid concern and scott and i talk about that all the time because i think you and i are the same in the sense of like we were raised to kind of take care of ourselves and right. not rely on other people i think a lot of women are raised this way now and so even i mean especially I was the epitome of I'm an independent woman F you in my 20s like I was I was kind of a B to men in my 20s because I was like I don't need you and I'm I, my denim jumpsuit and I'm not even and if you offer to buy me a drink I'm gonna say no yeah totally I'm like I can do my own thing I was such a B in that sense like I can take care of myself so to come into a relationship where there's a lot of things that I mean this is kind of going off topic but even like with finances it's really weird we keep a lot separate I mean I know everyone kind of does money differently yeah. Yeah. we keep a lot separate because I'm it works for us that way like right. we split certain things and we pay for certain things together but it's just really funny because we were talking about that the other day where he's like you you know if anything was really kind of to change with that he's like you your whole life has been like work building something that you developed on your own like if I was like to become the main breadwinner for example and I'm like yeah that would be really weird because I'm so yeah. used to like contributing it monetarily like right. so to, to yeah, switch so if you for some reason were to leave your job or yeah. if you were to yeah something where it changed so to contribute because we never really stop and think about that but i'm like man i've always made my own money so like yeah, if that ever like, that's changed a huge... that's a really weird thing to think about right and yeah so like when i went back to school it was like and then when i got pregnant and i couldn't even really physically like i now i can't even really physically do a lot of things so it was right. like when i went back to school i mean i still was getting student loans and i still could like contribute in a lot of ways because i could still i had more time so then i could still be the one who like ran the errands and like cleaned the house and walked the dog and so i could contribute more in that way right and and then as I got like pregnanter and pregnanter <laughs> and it's like Brandon comes home at the end of the day and it's like I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, I basically just took care of myself and yeah. like did what I needed to do today and that did not include cleaning the house. Yeah. Because, you know, or whatever. And so that has been a really hard for me to be like, what is my value? Here? Right. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. And I think especially if, let's go to the extreme case. You know, I'll see women come in who are extremely, extremely insecure to where their insecurity more or less drives their husbands away because it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So there's that piece too. But there's also, I think, just like, there's the fear that, you know, when you're with someone that you truly, truly love, that that's just going to go away. And that's, yeah. I think that's, you have to communicate with your husband or your partner about that right. stuff. You cannot just be passive aggressive. Yay, passive aggressive. Yay. It's the best. 
Uh, let's see. Depression. I've had really bad depression in the past. This is the, the listener again. To the point where I've considered suicide. She says, I'm better now. And my fear is that it will resurface. I think that it could be because of the rest of the fears are these really fears or a combination of fears, anxiety, and depression. I'm constantly wondering if my sadness is really depression. So what I would say to that is go see a counselor to talk that stuff out because that's a really, really heavy question. And by heavy, I just mean there's a lot of things to tease out with that. It's not something that's like... A lot of people come in and be like, oh my gosh, this has to be like the worst problem. I'm so afraid to tell you. It's like, I've heard it all. Yeah. I've heard it all. There's nothing you can tell and a therapist like that's going to shock too. Where? <laughs> and so, I mean, there's not going to be anything that a counselor's never heard before unless they're in grad school and they just got out of college then <laughs> they probably have heard you know but still like our job is not to judge ever if you're in a with a counselor and they start to judge you need to run the other way um and it's not like you're like trying to admit so, some, like weird freaky stuff no i mean and even <laughs> if you are you yeah. work that stuff out too you know but, but i just mean in the sense of like yeah. <laughs> Even if they are just in grad school or just out of grad school, right. they probably have heard yeah, a lot exactly. of you know, you're not going to be the first one to go yeah. and be like. Yeah. But a lot of people are fear. I think there was another email and I can't remember where it is here because we're running short on time. But I know someone said that their fear, they fear that when they get depressed, they won't be able to pull themselves out of it. Yeah. And, and that's that a very. came from like some family history of, of mental, mental illness. illness. And so that's a piece where as long as you, you look, depression, even with any type of disorder, really especially like eating disorders it it thrives off of isolation so if you are feeling depressed and feel like you have clinical depression please go see a counselor or even talk to your doctor and say look i'm really feeling depressed and if they can do a referral to a psychiatrist i don't know how your insurance works but really really go and get that checked out because that's not something you know it's a disease of the brain and i think a lot of people have uh, mixed ideas about like think themselves out of it and you can't you can't yeah you absolutely can't so you need to get help with that and get a treatment team to support you on that. So I would recommend. But don't don't fear that it's going to get worse. It will get worse if you don't do anything. If you have a treatment team to support you, you will get through it. I promise. I would say that that would be related to like if I another when I think about my own fears, like another thing that I worry about, which is not being in control of my own life and of my own emotions and of my own like reactions to things. And I think, you know, obviously like that specific, like not being in control of like if you get into a depression, but I think that can, you know, maybe be a bigger, a little bit of a bigger thing of like just being afraid of not being able to control like, what's but happening. Like what? Like what? Give me an example. Like, well, for that, you know, for them a little bit, but maybe, but like not being able to control, I don't know. Like if something ha- if something were to happen, would I be able to control how I, how I reacted or like can I control the outcomes of things or you can't no I know that yeah cognitively I know yeah that. but they're like <laughs> can you control like I think just controlling anything you know anytime that you like think something is gonna work out a certain way and it works out a different way yeah you know I think that that really throws you for a loop in terms of like man I I don't know control is such an illusion no matter what it is regardless if, if it's a mental illness or if it's right anything right so I think that the biggest thing and especially if you if you feel like you're clinically depressed or you feel like you can't make it on your own as far as eating right exercising taking care of your body and if your mind still isn't feeling right just getting the support around that is uh it's actually it's very very possible and there's a lot of great treatments out there so yeah this is I feel like we really like had some heavy stuff but I love this community for the reason that you you guys are so honest with us and willing to share and that's what claire and i we do here we're we're talking about honest stuff and every once did in a while talk about your biggest fear uh my biggest fear yeah <laughs> how did i get out of here without yeah, i was about to say i'm a little bit worried they're about to end the episode without you ever having to talk about your own biggest fear <laughs> crap 
<laughs> Speaking of being honest, Joy. I love that you guys are so honest. All right, so that's a wrap. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> but I'm not afraid of anything. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm perfect. All right, that's how we're out of time. Whoopsie. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> oh. God. Well, I think I talked about the beginning, like the fear of looking like you're doing something wrong or the fear of doing something wrong. Um, I I do have a lot of fears of like, you know, I've talked, we've talked in the past episodes about anxiety and I am treated for anxiety. I take medication for anxiety. And that is something that I've, you know, speaking from experience and I, for those of you who may be struggling with it, it is a godsend. There's, there's like a, it's like a cloud of like, oh, there's a layer of anxiety that's just no longer there. There's a layer of sadness that's no longer there. I would worry about things all the time. I would worry about, and I I still do on some level, but it's just not as intense. I mean, it would would drive me crazy. It would drive me crazy to where it was like a constant, like pushing a boulder up a hill was kind of how it felt every single day. So I still fear like something happening to my family. That's like, I I have such a great family or friends. There's always that feeling. And I know this is just completely false, but there's always like a little bit of a feeling that like the other shoe's going to drop or like some, my life is going so well, something's bound to happen. Like that's just kind of the Brene Brown way of thinking where she's always like, you're always trying to beat vulnerability to the punch by preparing yourself and like oh something something is bound to happen instead yeah. of just like really enjoying your life i have never no one in my family has ever died like i saw one of my grandpas died when i was really young yeah like other than that i saw you haven't really experienced ever, i've never experienced a close, like, a death. close yeah. death and i'm always like so you know to make up for that the universe is just gonna like kill off brandon yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah. and then it's like and that, that just doesn't, doesn't work that's that how, way it's not how it works no not how it works yeah. But if he were to die, I would be like, well, this is why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had very close friends pass away, like really young too. And so there's always kind of like that, well, it's possible. And, and, and sadly, someone at work just lost their partner to a horrible accident. And I'm just like, how does that happen? Like who gets picked? You know what I mean? Like that weird existential yep. stuff that I go to. But so that that's definitely a fear. I fear, I mean, this is a personal thing that Claire and I talk about all the time. And we could probably dive into another episode, especially as <laughs> Claire has a child. That being 38 and Scott and I still kind of like not sure probably won't have kids is a fear. And that you'll regret it. That that we'll regret it. But I, ever since we were 30, we've always been on the same page about it, by the way. This has never been something where I've wanted a kid and he doesn't want a kid. And uh, I feel like he would be so mad at me if he heard this. Stop airing our personal stuff on the podcast. <laughs> Whatever. We can't have like 120 episodes. Of I know. Talk about I know. Shit. Right. And this is like at the what very end. He's about? never going to get to this part. <laughs> <laughs> Minute 50. He's already out. But this is something. He just isn't in it for the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> because he's such a music fan. No, but this is something we've always been on the same page about. And uh, we check in about it all the time. But it's just we've never, ever, ever, ever been like, yeah, let's do this. And it's different from being like, oh, we're scared versus we just really don't want that. And I fear that there's like this secret club of people being like, I I fear that people really aren't telling me the truth because none of my friends so far have been like, oh, you're really going to regret that. You know, I feel like there's, there's like this club of people that are like waiting for me to be like, yeah, we're going to have a kid. And they're like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Like we were really worried that you weren't going to experience this bliss in your life. Like that's kind of what I worry about. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, obviously I don't, have a living child yet well he's definitely alive in there right now he just kicked me <laughs> in the belly button but you know i haven't like experienced him on the outside of my body yeah but i have never like when you talk about that like for me it was just so never a question for both me and Raiden, luckily it was so never a question like i want 
kids. I want yeah. multiple kids. I want, I would give up a lot in my life if that meant that I could have kids. Yeah. And that has my entire life. I have known that about myself. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I don't have that. Exactly. But so, <laughs> and so like for you to say like, yeah, I don't have that. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Then. Right. If I but didn't have that. there's such a stigma to me about the women who don't have kids. So that's what I live yeah. with is like, and I do that to myself and I know I bring that upon myself because no one's really doing that to me. No one me. cares. No other one. Than, other than I, maybe like your mom. Maybe. And she has three lovely grandchildren that my brother has provided her. Gifts, which yeah. she already has done. Yeah. She's given, I know, she gives Claire like a baby <laughs> so gift every day. cute. She's the cutest. <laughs> she's, she loves kids, you guys. And that's the other thing. I'm like, damn it, my mom loves kids so much. Um, I'm the worst daughter. But yeah, so that's a huge fear. And that's like a big one to share with y'all out there in podcast land. So please hold that sacred <laughs> to your heart. But I think a lot of people deal with that. And a lot of people, I think that's such a personal thing. Yeah. And it is, it's like you really just, some people just know. Yeah. And some people just know they, and I, I have a girlfriend who is even more on the other side than you are. Because you're kind of like, you know, from the conversations we have, it's like if Scott really, really right. wanted kids, you would be, I would like, be you like, would be like, like let's right. do that. Yeah. I have a friend who is like, there is no way I am ever having a kid. Like, if yeah. I could have a hysterectomy right now, I oh, would. Wow. Yeah. Like, she is just like, she just really knows adamant. so deep. Yeah, she's like, I could never. Like, there's so many things in, in play with this. Like, yeah. you know, to the point of like, she doesn't even think that she could ever, you know, really find someone who she would want to have a kid with. Yeah. She can, doesn't really feel like she ever would even want to be pregnant. You know, it's like, no part of this has anything to do with what she wants out of life. Right. And people constantly are like, oh, that'll change. Or totally. Like, oh, you know, like you just haven't met the right person. And she's like, no, you don't understand. This is my DNA. Like this is part this of my is, DNA. Yeah. I do not want kids. It's like Elizabeth Gilbert during one of her talks I listened to. She was like, people see a child and like the people who want children, their heart just bleeds. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have a kid. And then she's like, I feel like that about walking by a bookstore. Yeah. You know, like it just isn't there. I love yeah. kids. I love working with kids. I love interacting with kids. I love my nieces and I love my nephews. But I have zero. I've always like waited for the desire to like pop out out of me. And I'm just like (laughs) every year I get older. I'm like, no, still not there. Nope. And and I think there's a little there is a little there's a lot of insecurity about turning 38 and being now like, oh, when you say you're 38, they're they always kind of look at you like, oh, Hmm. You have kids. And so that's kind of like the piece where I have to kind of work through that. And I know that's really coming for me, not really coming from the other people. I'll feel insecure when I'm, when patients ask like, because I work with a lot of families and a lot of parents will be like, well, do you have kids? And I hate that question. That also. For a lot of reasons, because it's a personal question about a therapist and you're really not supposed to ask that. But the other thing too is like having known a lot of people who've gone through fertility struggles, it drives me crazy when people are like ever say anything to second guess someone's choice to have kids like you don't know that they didn't suffer you know five well, that's the other thing that's the other thing you have no idea been, right you have no idea what their story is the assumption is like oh she doesn't have kids she shouldn't she has no idea right. and yeah so that's another that's a whole other that's area. a whole, whole other, other area but so that's the piece that probably is the biggest most blaring fear for me in my life right now yeah yeah it's not that it's like bums me out every single day but I think about it I think about if that was something that I really wanted I better really really make sure because I'm getting too old you know like that type of thing yeah or I think about the future which who knows I could get hit by a car tomorrow knock on wood but 
you think about like, oh, when I'm 50, am I going to turn around? Like, I just, I don't right. know. Like, mom, I talk I about mom, about this with mom Sandy all the time. Yeah. And like, you make your life. You make your family. Yeah. So. Totally. And I also, I don't know. Like, from my perspective, as someone who has always known I was going to have kids, it just wouldn't. There are so many things in your life that are totally dependent. Everything in your life is totally dependent on that decision. And it's like, if you're not 100% there, then what's the Well, that's what I, I think know. about all the time. I'm like, I, I think would never want to bring a kid into the world where I'm kind of like, meh. <laughs> Yeah, there. I I saw somebody once. I read an article once where somebody was like, "I would rather regret not having a kid than regret having a kid." Yeah, but that's the other thing. Yeah, okay, this like, is where it, like mind screws me because yep. I'm like, if I was pregnant today, I'd probably be like, "All right, it's cool, let's do this." Right. I would never you be would like having a kid. I if I was pregnant today, I would not be upset. I'd be like, yeah. "Let's do this," right? But then people will be like, "Well, then that's your answer." I'm like, well, no, that's yeah. the, just because you know what I mean. Just like, you roll the punches doesn't mean you like want to put yourself in that position. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. It's an it's a conundrum. It's crazy. You can hold my baby whenever you want. Okay, I'll hold him. <laughs> totally. And I'll just tell you all like the absolute worst things about okay. everything. Uh, yeah. Kids. So then, like, whew. I'll text you like two in the morning and be like, I right. have poop on my face. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I just got peed on yeah, for the exactly. fifth time today. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't taken a bath, and I haven't yeah. taken a shower by myself in twelve years. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's the role I'm about to enter. Aren't you jealous? What, what does your mom say? But you're getting ready to fall in love. Yes. Thanks, mom. Give me some watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, anyway, all right. All right, so we've got to wrap up. I'm sweating now. That was a lot of sharing. That was a lot of sharing, you guys. That was a lot of feels. That was a lot of feels. <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about something totally not fearful. Thank you guys for rating us on iTunes and leaving a review. I am now very hell-bent on getting us up in the charts because how iTunes updated is that it no it used to break it down into health and then like six categories from health. Yeah. So now it's just one health category, which means you have to have a higher rating to really kind of show yeah. up on the charts. So you guys just please, 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 pretty please get on iTunes, leave us a rating, subscribe, and that will be awesome because I'm now I'm kind of like, it's a competition. Let's just be honest. I want to compete with Barbell Joy Shrugged. Wants to win the iTunes. I want to win the iTunes charts. <laughs> There's a lot of awesome podcasts out there, and we have awesome listeners. And so. we're the awesomest. We're the bestest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was that was a really fun ride into fears. Thank you guys for uh, going there with us. We may have to do another episode like this because yeah. it's just, you know, and I feel there's like a lot to so talk about. And I feel like so much about fear is just like naming it yeah. and just talking about Shedding it. Shedding light into the dark. Yeah, and just like also putting it out there so other people can turn around and be like, yeah, I'm afraid of that too. And you're yes. like, whoo. You guys, anything that you're fearing right now, I guarantee you, we are fearing it too. We're all in this, except for yeah, maybe like just you because know. I said that I don't, I can't think of like a specific like yeah, no. single fear. That except is, spiders, I'm okay with. I can like take a spider and put them outside. I don't like spiders, <laughs> but I don't think that I like to particularly fear them. But yeah. I just want to clarify, just because I said that I didn't, that I don't have like one overarching fear, that does not mean that I am not. No, I, I think what you're saying things. more of like you don't like dwell on this huge, huge looming fear. Like yeah. there, you have anxieties, and there's like times when you'll text yeah. me and you're like, I'm having a freak out moment. Oh yeah, yeah. and I definitely am, like worry about things and I'm afraid of things. I just don't yeah. have like one omnipotent fear right except for being pregnant forever <laughs> that is my fear i guess i don't know okay. i have a couple of fears about labor but mostly just that it'll last forever it's gonna be really really easy and fun it's gonna be easy and fun joy and <laughs> that's what i'm going with <laughs> what's not to what's not fun about that process just put on mean girls and then I, tell literally them to like my only my only fear is that it won't end yeah. which is not gonna not happen no it will happen a baby will come out of there it's gonna come out of somewhere <laughs> 
he's <laughs> getting out of. Do you hear that? You are on notice. Put the microphone up. Maybe he'll say something. If that even happened, like the fact that, that, like, pers- pers- that it wouldn't happen, if it did, I just what thought, would you do? <laughs> I just thought, like for a minute, like maybe you could hear like a little boop. No, <laughs> I mean he'll. You know, like can you imagine what would happen if you heard a fetus? <laughs> We would get like a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Hi, mom. He doesn't. His lung, he doesn't like. He he doesn't have any air in his lungs to vibrate his vocal cords. Oh my god! Just the logistics of that are so, so terrifying. Great. So great. Okay. I think we've I think we've overshared, which is then when Joy gets delirious because I've overshared. I'm gonna but go have a drink. Vulnerability now. hangover. I'm have a vulnerability hangover. All right, guys. <gasps> Hopefully, by let's this all time hold hands week, and I'll sing. I'll have a live baby. Woohoo! <laughs> And if, on that not, sound. and if not, you'll get to hear from me and listen to me bitch about being pregnant more. Guys, Kalo, Q-A-L-O.com. And code GGW, support us. Support the podcast. Support Kalo. This was the longest exit ever. We're okay. going to go. Can we say more? Um, and bye. Bye. bye.